0: All right, we are back. Welcome to the sports mashup number 70, July 27, 2022. Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever, whenever you're listening, it doesn't matter. Uh, either way, it's number 70, and there's a lot that has gone down in sports over this month of July. Not as much as maybe anticipated, I would say, but enough to, to come back and talk about uh, some of this stuff. And, and we'll start in the NBA where uh, James Harden's taking a little bit less money I would say overall, from what his option was, his option was (laughs) 47.3 mil. He signs back in Philadelphia, two years, 68.6, which is, rough math, 34.3. So that is less money by uh, 13 mil.
1: But he had said after, like, weeks after he declined the offer or the option that he would take less if they could get more players, more key players. So – I don't know who they added, but he signed a contract.
0: Yeah, he took less. So props to him for that. Uh, Wizards Bradley Beal declined a $36.4 million option that I believe he signed a Supermax extension after that. So they got that done. Uh then you had kind of a, a, a trade that we all felt that Rudy Gobert would get moved this summer, and it did eventually happen. Uh, he goes to the Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt. Leandro Baldro, number 23 pick from the draft, Walker Kessler, and four first-round picks, unprotected 23, 25, and 27, and a top five protected in 2029, Danny Ainge's first real move since becoming the Jazz CEO. And that's, a, that's
1: an unprotected in 2023, 2025, and 2027. So who knows what round – those are all first-rounders.
0: Yeah, this this screams a little bit of overpayment to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like this made it to where if Kevin Durant's going to get traded, it's going to be way, way more than this. Because, I mean, Gobert's value is not Durant's value. I don't care what their age is. I don't care what their contract situation is. That's why the Nets need to get, like, what? At least four firsts and better players and pick swaps as well. That's why the Nets need that.
1: And then what? In the Warriors... Keeping was it Kevin Looney right? Kevon, three year 25 and a half million. And they had Dante Di two-year 9.3 mil.
0: Couple quality moves, no doubt. Um, which I mean he thought he
1: was getting sandbagged in Sacramento, so they wouldn't he wouldn't get enough money.
0: Yeah, uh, but this is a good bench piece for the Warriors, I would say. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, because we'll who they, the who'd they lose? They've lost some one of their bench. Did Gary Payton go somewhere?
0: That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know, uh, for sure. Then you had uh the Suns extending Monty Williams contract. You also had Booker signing a supermax, and then you had the DeAndre Ayton matching the max deal for him, so he's sticking around. That's pretty much what the Suns have done this summer, and as much as You know, I wanted Kevin Durant to be a son. That just doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point. It's unfortunate. We all know he wants to be there in Phoenix, but uh, he's not going to. So what can you do?
1: No, and then you have the Hawks and uh, Spurs made a trade. The Hawks get – is it DeJounte or DeJounte? DeJounte Murray. And the Spurs get Danilo Gallinari and three first-round picks in 2023 via the Hornets – or get three first-round picks – 2023 via the Hornets and then 2025 and 2027 and then the Hawks also made a trade with the Kings the Hawks get Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless and a top 14 projected pick in 2024 the Kings get guard Kevin Hooter
0: yeah I think the Hawks uh have been pretty solid this offseason I think the the Murray pickup is big time. Put him in the backcourt with Trey Young. That'll be a very good backcourt. And their front court is never really a concern with uh, Capella and Collins. So I think that this is a uh, a very good Hawks team.
1: Yeah, and then you get Justin Holiday to be the backup point guard and Mo Harkless to be the four or the backup four. Yeah. Uh, the Celtic Pacers made a trade. The Celtics get Malcolm Brogdon. And the Pacers get a 2023 first-round pick and five players,
0: which they named the five players. It's kind of bizarre, uh, but I like the pickup for Boston. Uh, the Bulls' Zach
1: Levine agreed to a five-year $215 million deal. Pacers signed free agent center Jalen Smith to a two-year $9.6 million deal. Former Suns' top-ten draft pick. Bust. Uh, the Wizards and the Nuggets made a trade. The Wizards received Will Barton and Monte Morris. The Nuggets received Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. I think this helps the Nuggets because they always end up needing depth at the guard position.
0: I thought Monte Morris was good uh, for them, but maybe I. Oh, so was Will Barton. Yeah, maybe just one of those throwaway trades. Try to shift shift things a little bit. And then uh, lastly wrote
1: Kevin Durant, question mark. Nets asking too much. Where does he go?
0: For a team that shouldn't have any leverage, I think they are asking too much. But I also think that with Kyrie Irving returning, I think there's more of a chance that Durant sticks around this season.
1: Well, It was, it was like the day after or the day of Kyrie opted back into his offer. Was I think like, it was the day after. When KD was like, Let's seek a trade.
0: And we all know he wants to go to Phoenix, but that's just not gonna happen right now. So
1: where were other teams?
0: Miami, felt- Toronto, Miami Boston. And Boston, they wanted like Jalen Smith, Marcus Smart. You would think that you would think that the Nets would want to trade him to the Jaylen West. Brownman. You would think the Nets would want to trade him to the West, which would mean that Phoenix is like the only team that's actually in on was in on him from the West. You wouldn't think they want to trade him to Boston or Toronto or Miami.
1: No. I don't even know if he'd fit in Miami's offense.
0: I think it depends on who Miami gives up. Like, do they have to give up Bam Adebayo in that deal? That changes things. I would think that deal would be revolved around Tyler Hero. But the other problem for the Nets is, like, they're asking for players – where if the team that trades for Durant traded one of those players, like an Adebayo, to Brooklyn, then what is the point of Miami making that deal? Like why? Yeah. Like, like the same thing with this whole Suns rumor. Like why would they trade Devin Booker to get Kevin? Like what, what are the Nets doing in that regard? It just seems dumb. And if KD know. had a no trade clause, this would change everything, but he doesn't. And then when asking
1: Boston for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and like three other players and draft picks, that's why I think a deal
0: for the Nets should be revolved around draft picks, and then it should be revolved around a young player that's not a core, like top three for the other team. So, like, that's why them not wanting DeAndre Ayton kind of makes no sense to me. Like, that would have been perfect for the Suns to be able to move Ayton to Brooklyn with a lot of picks and a couple other pieces, like maybe a Cam Johnson or or somebody off the off of their bench to throw to Brooklyn. I don't understand why they didn't have any interest in that deal. Like, the Suns aren't going to give you Chris Paul. They're not going to give you Devin Booker. They're probably not going to give you Mikhail Bridges. So, look elsewhere after that. No,
1: but then who plays your five?
0: It wouldn't – if you had Kevin Durant, you would have an extremely good four, and then you could just throw – they brought back uh, Bismack, Biombo, He could play the five. I mean, I just – or they play a small lineup and have Durant guard the five, which probably wouldn't happen often. But I just don't think that that would matter that much for them because, like – Look at the Warriors. Have they ever had like a high-level center in the championships they've won? No. They had Looney and Andrew Bogut. That's it. Neither of those guys is high-level. They play their role. That's all you need. Protect the glass, get rebounds.
1: Yeah. And Bogut, he can shoot mid-range.
0: Yeah. Like, that's
1: like the Rudy Gobert trade. Like, he can't shoot mid-range. You already have towns
0: too. That's a bizarre move for for Minnesota.
1: Like you're basically making towns the
0: four. I think that makes it easier for towns, but still, I, well, I mean, it, have it that it up, much. It opens them up for them to play inside and outside. All right, final question: in The NBA. Does Donovan Mitchell get traded within this month of August?
1: I don't think so. I think they were, you know, that was between either Rudy Gobert or Mitchell going and.
0: It seems like things are picking up a little bit with the uh, Donovan Mitchell thing. I wonder – I think the only place that Donovan Mitchell gets traded, if he does get traded, is the Knicks. And I don't think the Knicks are willing to pay as much as the Jazz are going to want for him. Because look at – like here's the problem with the trade for Gobert is don't you think that that's too much to give up or to get for Gobert to where you're asking Bryce for Mitchell is going to be even higher, which is just absurd? So like if you're the Knicks, you're giving up. Emmanuel, quickly, probably. You're probably giving up – I mean, do they move Julius Randle in this deal? Because Julius Randle's not that good of a player anymore. Um, Then you're moving a ton of picks, which you you don't know how good the Knicks are going to be. A backcourt of Brunson and Mitchell would be good, but how good would it make the Knicks? So, like, I think the asking price is just going to be so high, that's the only reason he's not going to get moved. Because I think the Jazz would like to move
1: him. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't have any inside sources on that, but it's just a guess. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFL. Training camp starting up this week. You had, uh, I think we might have already covered this last time. Bengals running back Travion Williams co-teaching a class on NIL athlete advocacy at Texas a Law School. Um, so that's good, no doubt. Those are important things, especially – with the shifts that we're having in college sports these days, no doubt. Uh, you no, to, that,
1: that was when we brought up on the golf course after we did an episode.
0: Oh, um, You also had the Bengals trading, uh, whoops, the Browns, same division, same letter, same state, all the same thing. Uh, the Browns trading Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, 2024 conditional draft pick. Panthers are only paying $4.85 million of a salary. Browns are paying 10.5 million. Felt like this was always going to happen at some point. I kind of thought Seattle would be the team that gets Baker, but we have Browns-Panthers week one.
1: Yeah, and uh, with the Panthers last year when they traded for Sam Darnold week one, was against the Jets.
0: Yep. Now, the unfortunate part is that both of those games are in Carolina, so we're not going to see Baker return to Cleveland. Correct. So, uh Hines Field renamed... Akrashur Stadium, which is just atrocious. I don't care what anybody thinks. That is atrocious. Um, Pat McPhee, he's trying to buy the Heinz bottle. Good. I mean, that is atrocious. That's like – there's certain stadiums. I don't care what the corporate sponsor BS is or anything. It's got to stay – like that's why I'm so happy that Lambeau Field is just Lambeau Field, no corporate sponsor BS.
1: Well, listen to Pat, like – uh It's been a whole new board since 2019 for Hines. And they don't, they were on a year to year basis. And this was like a big long term deal, like the
0: uh, Syracuse deal. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Uh, Let's do the Jimmy G thing real quick. 49ers give him the okay to seek a trade. Are they done with him? Is he going to start? I tend to lean towards Trey Lance being their week one starter, no matter whether Jimmy G is there or not.
1: Yeah, I think I read an article right before we did this saying that they were
0: given the keys to Trey Lance. Where's Jimmy G going to go? Seattle? I feel like that's the only place.
1: Yeah, or, I mean, I've heard the Bucks sending a bunch of players to the Niners to be the replacement for Brady.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't see that.
1: Oh well, no, because then he wasted a draft pick last year drafting Kyle Trask from Florida.
0: And you know that Brady doesn't want to have Jimmy G behind him again Without it went down in New England. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tampa, they signed Kyle Rudolph, one-year deal. They signed Julio Jones, one-year deal. Kyle Rudolph I still I still think fairly useful Julio Jones I highly doubt he's a big part of their offense.
1: No, and then like looking at their depth chart, they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Rashad Perriman, and then they've been high on Jalen Darden all summer and then they still have Tyler Johnson
0: and Sky Miller and Cyril
1: Grayson Jr., the
0: speedster from LSU. This kind of feels like just trying to prevent Julio from going to, like, the Rams or Packers. Kind well, of that, how I feel.
1: That And you don't know when Godwin's going to be able to return. That's true. So they may use him early in the season, and then on certain situations towards the end when
0: Godwin's back, He's just so injury prone at this point where it's like, I don't know if there's a point.
1: Like, I feel like goal line, you know, or red zone, you have him and Evans and Godwin, and then Rudolph or Cam and Bray, it'd be hard to guard. Yeah, definitely. Um, the NFL hired David Highhill as the first executive dedicated to sports business or betting business, named VP. And General Manager of Sports Betting, the league's first position, solely overseeing its businesses in the legal sports betting industry.
0: Step in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Bears get wide receiver Nikhil Harry for a sudden drone pick from the Patriots. So added a receiver death to the Bears, which they made a splash getting receivers in the offseason. Nikhil Harry stinks. <laughs> no, but uh, they got which guy do they get from the Packers?
0: Equanime St. Brown,
1: and then they got somebody else. I don't know. Uh, the Browns signed quarterback Josh Rosen to a one-year deal. So, all right. I'm guessing this is thinking Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for however many games. So then they at least have. Um, Jaco- Jacoby and then Rosen as the backup until Watson can play. Yep. And the Cardinals sign quarterback Kyler Murray or they extend him. He becomes the richest quarterback in NFL history. Five-year, $203.5 million extension. Now signed through 2028, $160 million guaranteed, which Deshaun's was $203 million but it's all guaranteed. Uh, That's a lot of money. His contract does mandate film study. Good. Get him in the film room. And then uh, there were some football things. uh, Top 10 fastest players. Who
0: do you think number one is? I mean, I would think Tyree Kill, but I don't know. That would be correct.
1: Number two is Kaylon Barnes, the cornerback for the Panthers. Uh, three is Quez Watkins, the receiver for the Eagles, which I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago. He was like the hurdler. Uh, four is Jameson Williams, which I can't believe he, they put him in a 98 when he tore his ACL in the championship yeah. game and hasn't played. It's true. Uh, five is Jalen Waddell. Uh, six is Nicole Hardman. Seven is Marquise Brown. Eight is Tariq Woolen, quarterback for the Seahawks. Then Lamar Jackson. Anthony Schwartz, water receiver for the Browns. Marquise Goodwin, water receiver for the Seahawks. I mean, he was a track star at Texas. I think he won state every year in high school. And last was Javelin Guidry, cornerback for the Jets. All these guys are from 99 to 96 speed rating. That's pretty fast. And then uh, 2022 NFL record predictions. Who do you think they have winning the AFC West? Chargers are a hot pick. Uh, they have the Chiefs at eleven and six. The Chargers are eleven and six, making the wild card. Uh, the AFC North, Cincinnati. And they have the Ravens at twelve and five. The Bengals also at twelve and five, so the Bengals getting a wild card. The AFC South, Indianapolis. Yep, at nine and eight. The Titans are eight and nine. Uh, the AFC East Buffalo, yeah. What do you think they predicted their record 14 and three? Well, 15 and two, all right. And then the Patriots at 10 and seven, making the third wild card spot. Uh, NFC West Rams, correct. And then the Niners at 10 and seven, uh, being a wild card. NFC North. Green Bay. What do you think their record? Twelve and five. Oh, Eleven and six. Mm. Who do you think they have second in that division? Should be Minnesota. Are oh, they have the Lions? That seems a little
0: ridiculous.
1: At eight and nine, the Vikings at eight and nine, and the Bears at four and thirteen.
0: I like that. That would be uh, best case scenario for me, probably.
1: NFC South. Tampa. Yep, at thirteen and four. The Saints at nine and eight, making a wild card. NFC East.
0: Oh man, people people seem to think Philadelphia is going to be good, but I'm going to say they they went Dallas.
1: They went Philly at eleven and six. Oh my God, Cowboys at ten and seven, making the wild card. Washington at seven and ten, making a big drop since they've been the wild card team in that division. And uh, yeah. Carson, what's going there? Must have dropped their their numbers down. Probably so. Uh, the worst record is between or is the Texans at three and fourteen. And then the Bears. And then there's three teams at five and twelve. They have the Browns at sixteen and
0: eleven. I don't think they're gonna be good this year. Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: Oh, the Falcons are were the worst. Sorry. They're uh,
0: predicted 2-15. and Yeah, they're going to be bad. I mean, they have no receivers. No real quarterback. I don't think Mariota's that good. And their best running back is a receiver. Well, they do have uh, Drake London. And uh, the tight end. um... Kyle Pitts. Yeah. There's some weaponry there, just not enough to be a good football team. Well, who's their starting quarterback? Mariota, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not great. But then their, right. their best running back is their receiver and kickoff returner. And Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Not what you want to see. Nope. All right. Golf. Uh, since we have been off, we had the John Deere Classic. The winner was JT Poston. Uh, first 1.3 million shot 21 under, which we talked about. Uh, before, that was going to be a double-digit, possibly over 20 to win it. Uh, the Genesis Scottish Open, defending champion Wu Lee uh, at the Renaissance Club in North Berwick, Scotland. The winner was Xander shafley shot seven under, won 1.4 million. Barbersaw well, we Championship, defending champion Seamus she- Power at King Trace Golf Club. In Nicholasville, Kentucky. Winner was Trey Molenhack, shot 25 under, won 666,000. The Open Championship, defending champion Colin Moore Cowett at St. Andrews Links, the old course. Winner was Cameron Smith, shot 20 under, won 2.5 million.
0: Pure class from Cam Smith. Shot a 64 on Sunday, a 30 on the back, nine. Just very impressive. And uh, another close call for Rory. Couldn't get it done.
1: And people wonder if that was the last time that Tiger walks the old course. Seems likely. He did have the standing ovation of him walking over the br- that uh, bridge thing on 17. Yes. And him tipping his cap and everything. So you never know. And then you had the Barracuda Championship defending champion Eric Van Ruin at Tahoe Mountain Club, Old Greenwood Course in Truckee, California. Winner was Chaz Reavy. Shot, said plus 43. Stable for scoring. There's, it was like you got points for, yeah. two points for birdie, one for par. Yeah. Uh, sh- Won 666,000. Last past weekend, you had the 3M Open. Defending champion was Cameron Champ at TBC Twin Cities in Blaine, Minnesota. Winner was Tony Finau. shot uh, 1700, won 1.4 million. And then this weekend, you have the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Defending champion Cam
0: Davis at the Detroit Golf Club in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, we'll make our picks for that later. And now we go to college sports slash college basketball, where UCLA and USC have agreed to join the Big Ten in 2024. So geography continues to be thrown out the window for conferences. I think we should just stop pretending that it matters. And uh, there we go. Yeah, because now you have –
1: uh e all the way east coast to all the way west coast you'll have a Rutgers playing in California and California playing in New Jersey
0: yeah my thoughts are whatever well, and, at this and point and Maryland i just i just think whatever at this point um and, and then with the
1: split in football do they split them or do they put them they rearrange
0: it i don't know I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, one thing I do know is I would not be surprised if we see Gonzaga end up in the Big East. I would not in, be in surprised. In the Big East. Yeah.
1: Well, I know before that's Before I had said I, had s- I had said they should join the Pac-12, but they don't have football. But and we all know the Pac-12 is going to die soon anyway. Maybe they. Maybe half of, or some of the uh, whack join the Pac-12.
0: No. I think the remaining teams in the Pac-12, for the most part right now, are going to go to the Big 12 or something similar. And uh, the Pac-12 is going to be gone, be my guess.
1: Uh, and then you had, uh, speaking of Pac-12, Sean Miller to coach at Xavier. Is the controversy
0: with him over? Um, I don't think we're going to think about it very much when we see him as Xavier. Um. I think there's been a lot of examples of guys who have had issues at other places and then move on and then get another job, and we kind of forget. Kelvin Sampson's one of those guys. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we're going to think about it that much.
1: Uh, and then Gonzaga and Michigan State will play on the deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln on November 11th.
0: I always love these types of games. That'll be fun. Uh, November Good. starting Good. month of college basketball in November, there's going to be a lot of great events as is the usual. In, wasn't
1: in there that. an issue before? Wasn't it like North Carolina, Michigan State played on the deck of a, a ship and they had issues with the condensation on the ship and stuff? I don't remember. Sounds right, though. There was a bunch of people slipping and everything. They couldn't keep the floor. And then, like, is it not going to, you know, have a little bit of wake into it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. And then uh, baseball, we had the All Star Game last week. Uh, The NL starters: catcher was Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. First base, Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals. Second base, Jazz Chisholm Jr. from Miami. Third base, Manny Machado from San Diego. Shortstop, Trey Turner from uh, the Dodgers. Outfielder, Ronald Acuna from the Braves, Jack Peterson from San Francisco, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, D.H. Bryce Harper, Philly, uh, Legacy Selection, Albert Pujols from the Cardinals, and then the reserves, you had catcher Travis D- Arnold from the Braves, first baseman Pete Alonzo from the Mets, first baseman C.J. Cron from the Rockies. Second base, Jeff McNeil uh, from the Mets. Third base, Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals. shortstop Dansby Swanson from the Braves. Outfield, Kyle Shorter from Philly. Starling Marte from the Mets. Ian Happ from the Cubs. Juan Soto from Washington. T.H. Wilson Contreras from the Braves will start, or he did start for T.H. Uh, for the injured Harper. Or Contreras brothers, both to start first pair, uh, brother pair since the Alamo brothers in 1992. Uh, starting pitchers, Sandy Alcantara from Miami, Corbin Barnes from Milwaukee, Joe Musgrave from San Diego, Max Fried from Atlanta, Tony Gonsolin from the Dodgers who blew the game, Luis Castillo from Cincinnati. Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers, which I don't know. He got the start over Alcantara. Relievers, Josh Hader from Milwaukee. Edwin Diaz from the Mets. Brian Helsley from the Cardinals. David Bednar from Pittsburgh. And Joe Maniple from
0: the Diamondbacks. Well, The NL never wins. So now we go to the winning team. And I got to read it. I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) American League. All right. Starters. Catcher Alejandro Kirk from the Blue Jays. First base, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from the Blue Jays. Second base, Jose Altuve from the Astros. Uh, Third base, Rafael Devers from the Red Sox. Shortstop. Tim Anderson from the Chicago White Sox. Outfield, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, Mike Trout of the Angels, and Giancarlo Stanton of the Yankees. DH uh, Shohei Otani of the Angels. Legacy uh, selection, Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers. Reserves, catcher, Jose Trevino of the Yankees. Uh, first base, Luis Ares. I don't know how to pronounce that. From the Twins. Uh, second base, Andre Jimenez from the Guardians, I almost said Indians. That would have been a, a close call, but I said it anyway, apparently. so. And Jose Ramirez, a third base, also from the Guardians. Uh, Xander Bogart from the Red Sox. Outfielders, Byron Buxton from the Twins. Kyle Tucker from the Astros. George Springer from the Blue Jays. Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. And Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. And then D.H. Jordan Alvarez of the Astros. Starting pitchers, Shane, uh, Shane McClanahan from the Rays. Justin Verlander from the Astros. Alec Manoa from the Blue Jays, Nestor Cortez from the Yankees, Garrett Cole from the Yankees, Shohei Ohtani from the Angels, Paul Blackburn from the Athletics, Martin Perez from the Rangers, future Cardinal probably, Framber Valdez from the Astros, and then relievers, Clay Holmes from the Yankees, Emmanuel Clays from the Guardians. He was from the Rangers to the Guardians, the Corey Kluber trade, by the way. Jorge Lopez from the Orioles and Gregory Soto from the Tigers. All right. Yeah, a lot of uh, Astros and Blue Jays and Yankees in baseball. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Uh, home run derby. Pete Alonso lost in the second round to Julio Rodriguez, 31-22. Ronald Acuna Jr. lost in the first round to Pete Alonso 20-19. to Albert Pools lost in the second round to his future teammate Juan Soto, 16-15. Uh, Juan Soto won. Kyle Schwarber somehow lost to Pools. I think he threw that in the first round. Julio Rodriguez lost in the finals to Soto. Jose Ramirez lost in the first round to Soto. Seeger lost in the first round to Rodriguez, and Soto defeated Rodriguez in the home run Derby final round. Yeah. Soto had the advantage that he batted second in every matchup. Yeah. So he like knew what, he
1: knew what he had to be. Yeah. As like every every one every round he won was by one.
0: Yep, that is true. Um all right, while we were gone also, Nolan Arenado hit for his second career cycle. Uh, RBI triple in the first, true and homer in the third, double in the sixth, single in the eighth. This was against the Phillies, the Citizens Bank ballpark, of course. Um, then you also had Albert Pujols passing Stan Musial on extra base hit list uh, for the, I guess is that Major League Baseball or for the Cardinals, one of the I two? I think it's Major League Baseball pretty good. Uh, giant sign reliever Trevor Rosenthal, one year, $4.5 million. He hasn't pitched in the majors since 2020. Good signing, I think. Uh, D-backs, DFA, Dallas Keuchel after four starts. He was DFA'd by the White Sox already before this. Did he end up signing, I think, with the Rangers, I want to say? So he's going through all the teams here this season, so Keuchel remains, you know. Yeah, I mean, ex
1: saw young winner Yeah, and then the Braves pitcher Spencer Strider struck out 12 with two hits through six and a tough extra inning loss to the Cardinals. First rookie since uh, 1900 with at least 11 strikeouts and two or fewer hits in consecutive outings. Uh, He struck out 11 with one hit in his previous start versus the Reds. He has struck out 102 in 65 and two third innings this year. The fourth most strikeouts in a pitcher's first eight career starts in the past thirty years. And mm-hmm. um, the Washington outfielder slash H. Juan Soto declines super deal from the Nationals. So, what happens? Where does he go?
0: Okay, so there's a couple of issues purchases.
1: There's the thing: the top five landing spots was one, the Cardinals; two, Dodgers; three, Yankees; four, Giants; five, Mariners.
0: So I look at this in three ways. Number one, I think the Cardinals are well-positioned, as the articles have all stated, if they wanted to do so with the amount of high-end prospects they have, whether it's Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Michael McGreevy, Hens, Alec Burleson, uh, the list goes on with that. But I don't think the Cardinals do it. I don't think that that's something that they would do. I think I know them well enough at this point and how Moselock does his job that this will not happen. Number two, I think the Mariners are going to be very aggressive to try to get him. And number three, I ultimately think that he ends up with the Padres, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was within the next week or in the winter. I think the Padres get him. That's the bottom line for me.
1: Yeah, So I mean that one trade proposal we had seen was for Carlson, Jordan Walker, uh, Libertor, Mason Wynn, and Michael McGreevy. Like Cardinals one, two, four, and six prospect.
0: I mean, you take you take Carlson out of that deal and throw in like Bader or somebody else because I think Carlson could be the center fielder of the future. I'm fine with that deal because like Juan Soto's 23 year old superstar. He's got two and a half years of control, um generational talent when it comes to hitting. Like to have that those good kind of numbers at this young of an age already. Uh, is impressive in in this day and age of baseball. So I would definitely do that deal if it didn't include Carlson.
1: Yeah, like I said, we you put Newt Bar in there, but it just sucks like giving the pitching because we lack that, and then having those top prospects would be nice to still have in the Brotor and McGreevy.
0: Yeah, I agree. But at the end of the day, if, it, if it's somebody like Juan Soto, you got to do it. But when have the Cardinals ever shown a willi- willingness to move multiple top prospects for one guy? Mm-hmm. They didn't do it with Goldschmidt. They didn't do it with Arenado. It, I mean, the closest thing, like Ozuna, they gave up Alcantara and Gallon, who both have ended up being very good starters. So, I just don't see it happening personally. No. Even I'm not going to get took, my hopes up.
1: Even you took some of those prospects out, and you put like Dickerson and new bar in there.
0: The Nationals are saying no to that. Well, no, I'm just spitball. They're gonna be like they're gonna be like the Nets here. Except I think they're a little bit more motivated to trade Soto than um, the Nets are to trade Durant.
1: And then you had uh, pitchers with sub one point eight ERI or ERA in 130 plus innings in their first 18 games of the season. Um Greg Maddox had a 1.64 in 98. Randy Johnson had a 1.77 in 2000. Pedro Martinez had a 1.38 in 2000. Wainwright had a 1.79 in 2014. Sandy Alcantara has a 1.73 so far. Pretty good. And then you had the draft. Um, number one was Jackson Holiday, Matt Holiday's son. Two, Drew Jones, and the son of Andrew Jones. Uh, was it Jackson Holiday went to the Orioles? Yep. And where did go? <clears throat> Arizona? So, and then uh, what was it? The uh, McGuire's son went to the Cubs. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think so. Oh, and then I've seen this. Jason Veritek, the captain, former of the Red Sox, only player to play in the Little League World Series, Cod's World Series, Major League Baseball World Series, Olympics, and World Baseball Classic. Only Red Sox player to punch A-Rod in the face. Yep. Has played in more postseason games than any other Red Sox player in team history. Only player in MLB history to catch four no-hitters.
0: Those are good numbers, I would say. Man, he's 50 years old already? My God. Who? Jason Yeah, I mean, when
1: when did he start playing? 97 to 2011. 15
0: years. Yep. Uh, Players of the week. Uh, Easily. Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Four homers, seven RBIs, 1,885 OPS, and offset.
1: I picked the Yankees outfielder slash DH, Aaron Judge, nine for 19, six runs, two doubles, four home runs, 11 RBIs, three walks. But he has had six strikeouts.
0: Maybe the two MVPs in both leagues this year. These two right here. Could be. And then I Could saw... Be the case.
1: Um, one color of Stanton's going to the IL for Achilles tendonitis. But as of right now, combined, they have like 61 home runs between the two of them.
0: Yeah, Judge has most of them.
1: He has 37. Stanton has 24.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, on to NHL. Yep. Uh, real quick with the draft, um, just a couple takeaways. Shane Wright falling from one to four, going to Seattle. Montreal takes a shot with Jurhaslavkoski, the number one pick. The number two, uh, Simon Nimeth goes to the uh, New Jersey Devils, so they pass on Wright. And the number three, Arizona goes Logan Cooley, a center from the U.S. National Development Program. So Shane Wright falling to four is surprising, but Seattle's got to be thrilled to get him there. Uh, Other than that, I don't really have much in the draft. I think that was really the one big storyline. And then you had obviously a couple of trades, whether it was uh, Alex Dobrynkit going from Chicago to Ottawa on draft day for the seventh pick. And then you had Kirby Dock going from Chicago to Montreal. You had Alexander Romanov going from montreal to the islanders so that was about it in terms of the draft and now we move on to the lightning re-signing nick paul seven years 22.05 mil a big uh, deal there for a depth piece that was very good for them in the playoffs also they re-signed eric chernak mikhail sergachev and anthony sorelli to eight-year deals each so the lightning really tying up a lot of money in their current roster and a lot of years on those deals as well so We'll see if it works out. They won two cups doing it, so I don't know. Uh, the Penguins brought back Ricard Raquel six-year deal, five mil per year. They also did bring back Evgeny Malkin three years. Oh, was it six and a half or something? So, and then big, don't, what was
1: that Johnny Gaudreau thing?
0: Yeah, you were at the bottom, and I wrote at the top. but We'll just cover it now. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, the top free agent, 115 points last season, signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets, seven years, nine point seven uh, five mil per year on that deal. So pretty big deal. Uh, The Avs Cup champs, they re-signed Valerian Chuskin, eight-year extension worth 49 mil, so a big deal for a guy who had a breakout season after being a first-round pick that struggled in Dallas before getting to Colorado. Uh, You had uh, goaltender Darcy Kemper signing with the Washington Capitals after winning a cup with the Avalanche, five years, 26.25 mil, which is 5.25 mil a year. Yeah, had the Sharks hilariously hiring David Quinn as their head coach, previous Rangers coach from 2018 to 2021. They fired Bob Boogner late, and then they they this whole big move is for David Quinn. That seems dumb for San Jose from my perspective on that.
1: And this was when the Rangers were, as you quoted, uh, figure
0: skaters. Yep, yep. That's when they were that, and we'll see if the Sharks become that. The Sharks are going to be really bad this season, so we'll see how that pans out for them. Uh, trade between the Panthers and Flames big uh, big names coming off of career seasons. We knew Matthew Kachuk would go after Gaudreau went and Kachuk goes to Florida. The Flames get Jonathan Huberdeau at 100 and uh, what fifteen? Did he have 115 or 112 points last season. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Weger, who's a very good defenseman, prospect Cole Schwint and a lottery protected first round pick in 2025. So, a crazy deal. Like one of the biggest deals that we're going to see in a long time. We get two 100-point guys getting traded for each other coming off of that 100-point season. So we'll see what happens with Huberto and Wigger. They're both UFAs after this year. The Panthers locked in Kachuk for eight years, 9.5 mil per year. So I like to deal for both sides, but I like, especially for Calgary, from what they're able to get after being stuck in that situation, they can still contend now bringing Wigger, who's instantly going to become their first or second best defenseman, and Huberto's instantly going to play with Elias Lindholm on the top line.
1: Yeah, and then like you said with the abs, like they're planning on trying to run it back. Other than Nishkin, they signed Aturi, um, Leckonen. Yeah, five years, four point five a year. Josh Han or Manson, four year, four and a half a year. Andrew Coglin, one year, one point two five, and Darren Helm, one year, one point
0: two five. I wouldn't be overly surprised if they made a trade or two to get some cap space to re-sign Nazem Khadri. He's pretty much the best free agent left right now. Him and John Klingberg. So I wouldn't be that surprised. You also got to remember that Nathan McKinnon is going to get an extension within the next year. So that's another thing they got to think about. Uh, and once they get that done, they have him ranting and Landis, locked down for a while, and Makar. So, yeah, they'll be good for a while.
1: And losing Kemper's kind of big.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to rely a little bit less on goaltending. They bring in Alexandria Georgiev from the Rangers in a trade. So I think you're going to have a one-two of Georgiev and Francis, which isn't great, but the team in front of them is so good, I don't think it's going to matter that much. In the regular season, at least, but I don't know how it'll translate to the postseason. They pretty much have a a one B one C sit Like, there's not really a one. It's like a they're, they're both of their they're both fringe starters. Like, neither of them is a set in stone starter or set in stone backup. Neither of them is that.
1: Yeah, and then you kind of predicted this. The Bruins hire fifty three year old Jim Montgomery as their new head coach, uh, former assistant for the blues.
0: Yeah, this always felt like the right move. I would say, um, I think it kind of would have been a little bit disastrous. That they hired David Quinn out of all of this, to be honest. Um, Montgomery was very good in Dallas before he got let go due to some personal issues and pure class in St. Louis, uh, did his job, did really well with the blues power play. And I think that he deserves another chance here and he gets it in Boston. Good spot for him. I think this is a great hire, We'll see what happens with Posternak, but it looks like Bergeron's going to be coming back and Krejci's probably going to be coming back, which makes me wonder, was there something between Bruce Cassidy and the players? Like, I feel like that's probably a real thing. I know it's been talked about a little bit, but that feels like it was probably legit. Yeah.
1: And now, like, people talk about how good the Bruins' power play is, and then imagine Montgomery coming in into
0: that. And imagine if they would have given Torrey Krug the money that he deserved to. It would be crazy. But yeah. – uh, you know i mean they could get him back the blues are kind of exploring the market maybe trading him i don't know if that'll happen this summer or next summer but you never know i'd be furious if they traded him this summer but that's a whole different thing um yeah let's go to the picks cuz we already covered Malkin and Goudreau, so we'll move on to the picks uh i guess i was 5 and 3 the last episode we did i don't even know if that's the right number but that's what's on my paper
1: oh we didn't we didn't do picks okay uh, yeah i was 5 street. and
0: 3 i was 5 and 3 number 68
1: yeah, I, cause I was seven to sit at
0: four fifty-four and three forty-eight. I don't think I wrote my number down. So I guess we'll just start with the golf rocket mortgage classic. Yeah, I'm 437 and 345. Uh yeah, so my three to win,
1: uh Will's out torres plus twelve hundred, Cameron Young plus eighteen hundred, Keegan Bradley plus thirty five hundred. Top five, Patrick Cantlay plus 190. Top 10, Max Homa plus 170. Top 20, Kevin Kisner plus
0: 170. All right. Um, so I am, those were your, okay, so you did all of yours. Okay. Uh, my winners, Will Zalatoris plus 1200, Sahith Thigala plus 4000, and Davis Riley plus 4000. Top five, uh, friend of the show, Max Homa, plus 350. Top 10, friend of the show, Kevin Kisner, plus 650. Top 20, defending champ, Cam Davis, plus 170. Um, I was tempted to look at a couple other names for this. Joel Damon played pretty well a few weeks ago. Uh, or he played well at the U.S. Open, I should say. But I went elsewhere with that. Uh, but that's what we're going to go with. And then we also have Major League Baseball picks for one second. That,
1: that kind of helps his game, though. I like the open in the Lynx course because Joel Damon's not like a power. <laughs> no, nope, he's, he's like, he's not a long drive guy. So playing on a Lynx course where the ball will run out helps yep. his game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Major um, and League Baseball.
1: Yeah, for Wednesday, I got the Padres minus 130 over Detroit. Uh, the Angels plus 100 over the Royals. Only because the Angels pitcher is making his first start, and his name is Jansen Junk. I like that. I wonder if he throws some junk balls. He Um, might. The Giants minus 130 over the D-backs, the Rays minus 125 over the Orioles, and the Red Sox minus 130 over Cleveland.
0: All right. I am going with the Braves minus 150 at the Phillies. I'm taking all road teams. Um, I'm going with the White Sox minus 135 at the Rockies. I'm going with the Marlins plus 130 at the Reds. And then I have the Cardinals without Arenado Engulchment plus 185 at the Blue Jays and the Guardians plus 110 at the Red Sox. So
1: why do you why are, do you always
0: do this? I, you, always, I you, you always pick the Cardinals and they lose. You said you were gonna quit doing it. I think this is going to be one of those things where they win both games without Arenado and Goldschmidt. So, uh, so the crazy, the going crazy. Only baseball
1: one we have that Matt or was different
0: was the Red Sox Guardians game, and then neither of us picked the other forward together. I mean, these we have minds to think alike sometimes in this in this scenario. That's what happened. That's what went down. So all right, we're back to normal Wednesdays. So we'll see you next Wednesday for number seventy-one of the sports mashup, the first one of August, as we inch closer to the NFL season, which is really the only exciting part in the sports season for me at this point, but whatever, we'll get into it. And uh, we'll see you next week for number 71. Deuces.